Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi. I'm glad you found this podcast. Honestly, it's been a bit of a tough month for me. A couple of things in my life are, are just a struggle right now, and they're discouraging. Even mature believers get discouraged. Sometimes those who serve faithfully get weary and want to quit. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was the most effective missionary in all of history. God used him to, as the basis to spread the gospel all over the world. But Paul struggled, and sometimes he got discouraged. In 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, he writes this. He says that he was under great pressure, so much so that he despaired of life itself. So how did Paul find the strength and courage to overcome difficult circumstances and discouragement? What can we learn in the Bible about dealing with discouragement? I'm going to go right to that chapter that I referenced, 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. And there you'll see right from the beginning one secret to Paul's overcoming discouragement, and that is this. We need to get our focus off of ourselves and put our focus on God. Well, that's easier said than done, right? Let's see how Paul does it. Here's uh, verse 3 of uh, 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. So how does he uh, put his focus on God? Well, he starts with praise. Praise be, he says, to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise is a a vital discipline for believers to develop. We should praise God because he deserves it. He is worthy. Ephesians, the first chapter, says that he saved us for the praise of his glory. So if we aren't praising God, then we aren't fulfilling all that he created us and saved us to do. Praise is for God's glory, but it also serves an important function in our lives. Praise helps us to know the greatness of God. And we are strengthened when we face difficult circumstances with and are alongside of a great God. So what do we praise him about? Well, first of all, he is God. There's no one higher, no one above him, and no one greater. Here in verse 3, he points out another thing. He says that he is. Uh, we praise him because he's the father of Jesus, and now uh, he has become our father through the sacrifice and the life of Jesus. We're accepted into his family through Christ, and we can call on him as our heavenly father. We're citizens of the kingdom of the son that he loves, Colossians says. Also, we praise him because here in verse 3, he says he's the father of compassion. Here, the word father doesn't mean um, father in the sense of uh, the one who has children. It means the originator. He is the source of compassion. Compassion uh, begins with him. The Old Testament says that his compassion is great and unfailing. Uh, The New Testament says that he is rich in mercy. And then he gives him another title uh, in verse 3. He calls him the God of all comfort. Now, there's a reason to praise God. He is the God of all comfort. The word comfort 
here in verse 3 doesn't mean sympathy for us. It doesn't mean that he just feels sorry for us. The Greek word here, comfort, means to come alongside of and to help. It's the same root word that Jesus used um, when he gave the Holy Spirit the title of the comforter. He comes alongside of us to help. So when we are discouraged, our comforter is there. Psalm 121 starts this way. It says, I will lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is our comforter, and we need to take our focus off of ourselves and put our focus on him. Here's a prayer from the book of Hebrews. Uh, the, the author says, let us boldly come before the throne of grace so that we can find mercy and help in our time of need. Let's read the next verse. Verse 4 says, uh, he's the God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in, in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. All right, there's a lot right there to unpack. He comes alongside of us to help us in our troubles is what it says here. Now, the Greek word for troubles here uh, is, gives the connotation of someone who is under pressure. Under pressure. Do you ever feel that way? Uh, I do for sure. I know you do. Uh, but when you feel under pressure, uh, do you look for him as the source of your help? Do you lift up your eyes, as Psalm 121 said, or do you try to solve your problems in your own strength? Or even worse than that, do you just wallow in discouragement uh, in the face of troubles, of being under pressure? His work of comfort in our lives uh, not only benefits us, but it benefits others. Listen to that again. The God of all comfort who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So um, he comforts us, but part of that comfort uh, should reverberate not only uh, in our lives, but into the lives of other people. His comfort in our lives trains us to help others who are under pressure. Um, but notice that it doesn't become because, hey, we've just become wise because we've gone through difficult situations. It says that we uh, comfort others in trouble with the comfort that we ourselves received from God. In other words, we comfort them with the same source that we found comfort in, and that is God. So our troubles can have purpose, not only in our lives, but they have purpose uh, when we are trained by them and share that comfort with others who are in need. Here's verse 5. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. So just as we share, that phrase uh, tells us something, which is difficulties are to be expected. Just as we share in um, the sufferings of Christ, our suffering, our cross, is not the same one that Christ had. Uh, and yet, uh, we do have cro a cross. Uh, Jesus said it this way, take up your cross daily uh, if you're going to follow him. So he was implying in that statement that we are going to struggle. But 
if our struggle is to be expected, here's verse 5 again, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. Um, so also tells me that if our struggle is to be expected, our comfort in him is also to be expected. Now, I find that encouraging as you are struggling. There is uh, just as surely comfort that you can draw on. We can count on the help of God. Our struggles help teach us, in fact, to depend on his help. If we didn't have those struggles and those discouragements, we wouldn't understand how great his power is and how great his love is toward us. Here's the next couple of verses. Verse 6, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings that we suffer. Uh, And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our suffering, so also you share in our comfort. Um, Now, that's some cool ideas here. Um, Sometimes the difficulties that we have are larger than just the work that God is trying to do in our lives. Those difficulties are useful in the lives of others. As he says here, it is uh, if we're distressed, it is for your comfort. Um, sometimes the, um, the struggles that we go through when we share those, just as he is doing here, it allows others to see God at, at work. When we pull back the cover of our lives, others can look and see how God is at work in our lives. Those struggles also make us more usable to God. As he says, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance. So those struggles that we go through um, are, are changing us. God can use those difficulties in our lives to change us. Um, furthermore, as we share those openly, it gives other believers a blueprint of how to deal with difficulties. Uh, it gives them hope uh, that situations can be overcome. What he says uh, this difficulty is producing in them is endurance. Um, and so that word is um, should make you think of how a marathon runner endures or perseveres to overcome. Even though he is running through pain, he overcomes, he or she. Verse 8 says... Um, He says, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we are experiencing in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, there's that idea again, far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Um, That sounds pretty tough. Here he is in a a foreign land and under such pressure that they feel like they're going to die. He says it's far beyond their endurance ability to endure. Now, uh, there's a popular saying that a lot of people say, which sounds goes like this, God will never give you something that you can't handle. Um, by the way, this script, this saying's never found in Scripture. Uh, and here, I think Paul is saying the opposite of that is true. I think he's saying that um, sometimes God does give you more than you can handle. Uh, That's exactly what he intends to do sometimes so that we can learn to find his strength. Uh, Listen to that again. He says, um, 
uh, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life and self. And here's the next um, verse. He says, "But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who is able to raise the dead." So, um, why did this happen? So that we wouldn't rely on ourselves, but we would learn to rely on God. They were despairing of life. In other words, they thought they were going to die because of whatever circumstance they were facing. And yet in faith, they said, we were learning to rely on him because he has the ability to raise the dead. Even if the worst happened in this circumstance, uh, our God could overcome it. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? Here's a key. When we are discouraged, we focus on ourselves. Sometimes we wallow in self-pity. Those, uh, these things point us to our own lack of strength. But when we lift our eyes, Psalm 121, when we lift our eyes, we see God, the great God. And our difficulties teach us about his strength. As Paul says in this same letter, uh, in chapter 10, he says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. Uh, When I recognize my own weakness, then I learn to depend on God's strength, and in his strength, I am strong. Verse 10, uh, he says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. Uh, On him we have set our hope, and he will continue to deliver us. He looks into the future, and he says, what I've learned from God's strength, I now put forward into the future with hope and say that he is going to continue to deliver us. The eyes of faith here can see God's deliverance even in the future. Here's a quote I ran across that sort of sums that up. He says, uh, this quote, which I don't know who to attribute it to, but it says this, When you come to the edge of darkness, faith is knowing that if you take one more step, that God will provide you something solid to stand on, or he will teach you to fly. Here's the last verse of that paragraph. He says, As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. I want you to hear the word prayer and many right there. And Twice he says that other people were praying. Uh, Share those difficulties, those discouragements with others that you trust will pray for you. That was apparently a key for how Paul made it through and his uh, expectancy about how he'll make it through in the future is that he will pray with faith and he will ask others and partner with others who will pray also in faith. That's how he expects to see amazing things. Hey, if, if uh, this week is a discouraging week for you, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, think through these ideas, read that scripture again and see how God will speak to you. 